atathim from the text in Mark. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me at the text. It's a well-known passage of scripture, Mark chapter 4, from verses 35 to 41. 35 to 41. I'll read the verses for us. Where it says, And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, that's Jesus speaking, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? 41 and last. And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of a man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we want to give you thanks for this time in your presence. We thank you for your word to us. We pray that you will cause us to hear your word. Help us to heed your word, Lord God. May we be changed. May we be edified. And we trust that you will be glorified through this time in your presence. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say, I want to join Pastor in saying a special welcome to those who are online fellowshipping with us this morning. And also a special welcome to those of us who are here uh, in the service this morning. We want to look at the theme, having victory through the storm. Having victory, let me say it this way, having victory in the storm. Having victory in the storm. We can have victory in the storm. Amen? We can have victory in the storm. And there are a couple of things that I want us to, to see in this particular passage. The journey that they were taking on this particular day was a, a seven and a half mile journey. From one side across to the other side. And Jesus said to the group, uh, disciples, we're going over to the other side. So there are a couple of things that if you're taking note, if you're taking points, the first point I want you to note in the text is the promise for the journey. That's the first point. The promise for the journey. What was the promise? We're going over. We're going over to the other side. No, that is the promise for the journey. 
And get this, get this, get this. If Jesus says to you that you're going over, come hell or high waters, you're going over. Amen? You're going over. So, so the promise in the text was that Jesus said to the group, hey, we're going over to the other side. Hey, put that on the sticky side of your mind. Right now, just put it there and, and, and leave it there for a while. Because Jesus said to them, while they were unsure, before they started the journey, Jesus said to them, we're going over to the other side. Know that. So that was the promise we find in the text. But note also that Jesus did not tell them everything. Jesus did not tell them everything that was going to happen on the journey. Jesus did not tell them that there was going to be a storm. And what kind of storm? And the same is true in our lives. True? Oh, by the way, we're really living in stormy times now, you know. True? Yeah, stormy times. And I'm not just talking about in, in, in Jamaica as you listen to the news and the international news. I mean, it's crazy. It's frightening. Real storms in life. Now, I don't need to come to your house to know if you have storms. Eh? Because every single person will face storms. Is either you face is either you're in a storm now? Hmm? Or you're heading to a storm? Or you probably just come out of one. But we all face storms. No, the text. The text tells us a number of things. Watch this. If we if we're actually doing Bible stuff, because it's really teach me teaching. I'm not really a preacher. We would have spent some time pulling apart the text. Because the text tells us a lot of things. The text tells us um, how they were traveling. Eh? What the text said? They were traveling by? By boat. But like when you do well in Bible study, man. You want to show out the answer quick. And the text also tells us not just how they were traveling. The text tells us who were traveling. When I do so well, you know, stop. Jesus and his disciples. Right? They were traveling Get, hey, hey, we need to pause here. Because there's a, there's a type of theology that is being preached today. That the moment you're with Jesus. Oh, you hear it too? <laughs> the moment you're with Jesus, then everything is okay. Everything is, is fine. And because of that false theology, what happens is that some people, the moment them start feel. And face storms in their lives. They start saying, oh, what me do now? You with me? The moment them start face difficulty, the more storms start to, to, to bash and beat against their life. Them start to wonder, what me do now? We're going to say a little bit more on that. But we note in the text how they were traveling. We note who they were traveling with. They were traveling with Jesus. There's more to be said on that as we look at the text. We note when they were traveling. The text tells us when as we read the verses before. Right? In the evening after him done talk the parables and stuff. He was traveling with them. The text tells us where they were going. Where were they going? Rev, I like your group, you know. Your group read the Bible. Them going to the other side. You see, note this. They did not know where they were going, you know. But Jesus knew where they were going. And Jesus told them 
So in other words, they jump in the boat because Jesus said we need to come in the boat. So, so the text answers for us the question of not just how they were going and where they were going. The text tells us why they were going. Why were they going? Because Jesus said come. The second, we know why they were going because Jesus said, we're going over to the other side. So they went in the boat. So why were they going in that direction? Why were they on that journey? Because Jesus said so. Because Jesus said them for come. Now watch the text. So one, we see the promise for the journey. And what was the promise for the journey? We're going over to the other side. But then after the promise, we see the problem. The, prom- the problem on the journey. You see, usually if you check scripture or your personal life, you'd realize that whenever God gives a promise, usually between the promise and the provision, there comes a problem. Me true? Me telling the truth? Usually, somewhere between the promise and the provision, there comes a problem. And sometimes if we're not focused, if we don't remember, if we don't keep in mind what the promise was, we might not, we might not receive or we might delay the provision because of how we respond to the problem. Mm-mm, you're not with me. All right, all right. I'm going to come closer to you. Watch this. So God gave Israelites, the Israelites, a promise. Hmm? Promised land. Now say it go. But between the promise and the provision, there came a, a problem. Now say it go. Red Sea, no way to the left, no way to the right, and sea in front. But the response to the problem is what delayed the provision. Eh? Because the couple days journey took them 40 years. Because little bit after God delivered them through the Red Sea, them now no water. And them say, I'm not telling you, I'm not throwing the car, come out just to kill me off, because I'm not grave now, they are eating. No, read it, I'm not make it up. <laughs> no, no, no. So what we find is that there was the provision, and the provision says that, hey, we're going over to the other side. But then there came a problem, and somehow they forgot the promise. So the text tells us. Listen, you see, whenever our expectation doesn't match our experience, sometimes it becomes a problem. You didn't miss that, right? Because what, what our expectation is, is that I'm, I'm with Jesus. I'm walking with Jesus. Therefore, what you there for? Therefore, everything should be alright. And that expectation is not matching up with my experience. Because the experience right now is storm. So the text says. Let me clarify something before we go any further. Rev, I'm going to talk about that one a little bit. I prefer do just few verses out of the five, and we get it more than just race it. So we can't talk about it, right? You hear Rev say, yeah? All right. So work with me. Watch this. The text tells us that the problem came while they were on the journey. 
it was not on the shore. It was, it was, I already told you that they were actually in, when did the problem come? When did the storms come? While they were smack in the will of God. It was while they were in the will of God, walking with Jesus, doing what Jesus told them to do, being in the boat with Jesus, that the storm came. So this false theology, that the moment we are with Jesus, walking with Jesus, doing what Jesus calls us to do, then everything all right, and we're not going to face a problem. It's like, it's not true. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes, that is the very time that the storms come. You want me to tell you the truth, don't? So the text tells us that the storms came when they were in the will of God. And we see this in scripture too. You remember the youth named Job? When I read Job chapter 1, it was God who said, Yo, you check out my friend Job. You check out my youth. Godly man and upright and, and, and him the problem. So storms come. Where are we? All right, all right. So one we see in the text, the provision for the journey. But then we see the problem on the journey. Mm? And the problem was the storm. Storms, you see, God used storms in our lives to school us. Hmm? The, prob- the, the storms are used as a tool from God to school us. Not like trick, trickery to, to, to fool us and to hurt us and to damage us. It, they are used to, to school. What is it that God wanted to school them about? Or what is it that God wants to school us about? Watch the text. So we'll find one, the promise for the journey. We see the second thing, the problem on, on the journey. Now, let me clarify now. So even though I mentioned a while ago, Rev, that storms in our lives are not necessarily an indicator that we are living outside of the will of God. Because storms will come to us whether we live in right or, or wrong. But let me not neglect to share with you the fact that storms do come sometimes because we are walking outside of the will of God. That too is true. No, I need to be right and balanced with this. Because, you remember the youth named Jonah? You know him? Let me remind you about that youth. Jonah was a prophet. God. <laughs> so, so God said to Jonah, you, um, you have some people down in Nineveh where they now live so right and more you go check them out, more you preach this word to them. Jonah said, You're crazy, them the wicked people and them for dead. So God sent Jonah to Nineveh. Jonah said, No, Tarshish is the place. So he wanted to go to Tarshish. I remember what happened? The storm came. Because sometimes when we are outside of the will of God, storm, God we push some storm in our lives so that we, we take a check ourselves. So I'm not saying. That don't think about the storm. It might be that the storms are there for me to say, I mean, I need to analyze. I need to check myself. But I'm just simply saying that it is not necessarily an indicator that we're not walking in the will of God. We're on the same page? Amen? All right. So, so, so we see the problem on the journey. But note now what was the provision for the journey. Note that the provision... The provision for the journey was not the boat. <laughs> the, the provision for the journey 
the provision that God gave them, the provision that Jesus made for the journey was not the boat. The provision was his word. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus said to them, we are going over to the other side. No, the provision that was made, that was given to them, is to hang on to this, to walk on this, to live out this. So, you see, you see if they held on to that, so even when, even, even when the boat feel like it got turned over, they go, all right, why? Not because I can't swim. Not because the, big, the boat big and nice. But why? 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 Because Jesus said, we're going over. No matter how it's rocky, no matter how it's steel. If you notice in the text, watch this. Security was not found in the boat. The security was not found in the boat. Because even while they were in the boat, them ballot said the boat was no f- full. And they were not safe. And water was now in the boat. There is something here that is important. Because if you notice verse 38. Let me read this so that your sister and I make it up. The text tells us in verse 38 that Jesus was in the, 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 the back part of the boat, right? And the text says that they came to him and said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Oh, man, I'm going to say, kind. Lord, you're not business if we're dead. Do not care if we're dead. You see, the storm usually speaks to us, you know. And sometimes the storm tells us that, you know, so the problems that come in our lives, and, and it is saying, you know, she's saying, I don't care about you. You, you know, anybody can identify with me? You know, she said, if him did, if him did, if, if him did care about you, you'd have get that promotion a long time. If, you know, she said, I'm not care about you. Because um, look how long him have the boss here in your way where I tell you, say, you need to give up so that you can go up. Yeah. All right, skip that. So, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, sister, him, him not care about you. Because, and, 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 and you said the storm speaks. And the storm either, in the storm, we're going to either think about jump off of the cliff or jump for Jesus. The storm speaks. So be careful where you're listening. Ah, l- l- let me help somebody. This is Bratak. I'm a like or no. Watch this. Be sure you know what you believe before the storm comes. If you don't know what you believe before the storm comes, you're going to chat foolishness next time. Jesus. Let me help that group here. Watch this. Make sure you know what you believe before the storm comes. Because when the storm come, if you don't know what you believe, you will chat foolishness next time. You will say, God, no business with me. I'm here alone. When he promised me in Hebrews 13 and 5 that I will never leave you. 
No, I foresee. I, 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 I wish. And, and I remember. If you look at that verse, you know, whichever way you say it, you know, it means the same thing. Because it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And if you say it in reverse, it's you. You. Forsake or leave, never will I. But the thought comes and say, but if I'm really cared, then why would he allow this? Why, why, why am I suffering in this situation? Why am I in this storm with, with, with my husband or storm with my wife or storm with my children? Why am I in this storm for so long? I can't understand. There's a lecturer um, when I was at JTS many years ago. And I said, there are some things that we're not going to be able to understand about God because God is wise and we are otherwise. You understand? So, it, it, God just worked different. It worked different. So the text tells us. You think Jesus wasn't aware while he was there? While the storm was, was, was good. This happened to the psalmist. You know, remember the psalmist in Psalm 73? Read it in your go home. The, psalm, the psalmist in Psalm 73 said, um, My feet almost slipped. And I was, I was saying to myself that, boy, I was living pure. I was living right in vain. It was meaningless. That's more wash my hand and live clean. Because when I look at the wicked, I see all them, everything, them they even get sick. And them have all the money and, and all the house, them have Beverly Hills. And, where are your side? Me? Give me the rich side of your side. And, and uh, oh, oh, is it that when we look upon them, I say, no, it's not worth living right. And then him said, but then I went into the house of the Lord. And I understood. The, you see, when we come in contact with God's view on the thing, we have a different perspective on things. Are you with me? So the text tells us that the provision was the word that he gave them from Jump Street. What was the word? We're going over to the other side. So not only do we need to know what we believe before the storm comes, we need to believe what we know when the storm comes. <laughs> oh, oh man, somebody right this. We need to say it again. So we, not, we need to not only know what we believe, it becomes more than just intellectual assent. We need to actually believe what we know when the storm comes. So the text tells us. Here the text says. So the text tells us that they, they came to Jesus and they said, Carest thou not that we perish? So the, the fourth thing I want to note in the text is the, is the product of the journey. What is, what is the fruit? What fruit did this, did this journey bring about? God don't waste any storm with you. Hello? God don't waste any storm with me. God is not going to allow me to go through a particular storm for no reason at all. He wants me to gain victory and to bear fruit in the storm. So, so, so what fruit is in it? You see, God's purpose is not that we might become paranoid and, 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 and fearful and, and frustrated. 
His aim is not for frustration and pain. His aim is to bring about fruit and peace in the midst of the storm. The text says, verse 37. This is important. Now picture them. Picture them. Just visit the sea with me, with, with these guys. The text says that the boat was now full. And that's it, Sarah. The boat was now full. Haven't you been there in your life, though? Where you just said, God, me can't take no more. <laughs> you know, me cup full. Me, me up to me neck with the, me can't take no more. Haven't you been there? And this was what was happening in the text. But the boat was now full. Can't take no more. Some people are in some relationships today. And they must say, the boat full, Rev. Can't take no more. If another, if another drop come in, we're dead. Can't take no more. But watch this, watch this. Watch this. The important thing to note is that Jesus was asleep in the boat when it full. Oh, somebody get that, you know. You see, we can't actually be in a storm and the storm not be in us, you know. <laughs> I hope may help somebody here say, you know. Bridget, we can actually be in a storm without the storm being in us. Without there be, be, be raging in us. Because, listen, the, lo- the, the Lord doesn't have to the Lord doesn't have to calm or stop the storm for you and I to have peace. I'll give you an example. If you look in Matthew chapter 14, let me read it so that you know me now I make it up. Watch it. In Matthew chapter 14, we'll find a text here where it was a similar situation where it tells us that they were actually out in, in the sea. Hmm? And, while, and when they were in the middle of the sea, the storm came. Picture this. The storm came. And they were so afraid, the text tells us. But in verse 27, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. That sounds good, don't it? But, but Peter said, Peter said, Lord, yes, if I you, yes, if I you, just bid me come. Yes, if I you, just do, just do this and, and I'm going to do that. Sound familiar? God. God. And the worst thing that happened in the text, Jesus said, come. The text tells us that Peter started walking. Peter started walking. And for years we preached. And we said, and we understand when we talk about Peter walking on water. Because that's what the text says. So we understand when somebody says that. But that wasn't what was actually happening. Peter was walking on come. Oh, I want to help somebody right here. So you know. Watch this, watch this. Peter now have the skill. Peter not have the power. Peter not have what it takes to walk on water. It's not possible for a human being. But Peter, because watch this. 
if Jesus never said come I won't be helping somebody right here so you know so, so Peter was actually walking on the word Peter was being obedient to the word because so, so, so many are really good at this in the Lord but yes, because you said come So the moment Peter took his eyes off the world and started looking on the world, he started looking on, on the waves and, 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 and say, but, but at the same waves he, he was actually walking on. No, don't miss this, you know. Peter took his eyes off the fact that it was Jesus. That, so he was just walking on on that and he was focused on that and when he took his eyes off that of what Jesus is speaking to him Peter and started looking on the circumstances and the waves that are when it's still a going all along he started sinking if we take what I have for the word if we take what I have for Jesus we're going to sink are you with me so the text tells us watch this Watch this. So watch the fruit. The fruit is that God wants to bring peace. The fruit is that, is that God wants to bring us to a point of, of stability even in the storm. So the, so the storm now ceases for us to have peace. Hello? Amen. I'm going to give you this as brother. I'm going to tell you what I'm Watch this. Watch this. There are times when the Lord say peace, be still, and calm the storm. That's what we found in the text in, in Mark chapter 4. Now say go. Jesus, Jesus stood up and Jesus said, peace, be still. The words that are used in the Greek language actually means stop it. That's enough. It actually means, shh, be quiet. That's what the words mean. But if you notice, Jesus not always calm with storm. He not always cause the storm to cease for us to have peace. Sometimes him calm the storm, but sometimes him calm him child in the storm. Jesus, somebody just tell me, say, you get it now, man. Sometimes him calm the child in the storm and allow the storm to rage. But even though the storm is there and raging and you're in the storm, the storm is not in you. Watch this. I'm going close. Come and tell you that I wasn't going to be long. Watch this. So we'll find the product. Wait, wait, actually produce i share one last thing with you. Watch this. So the text tells us not only about the promise. Not only about the problem. Not only about the provision. Not only about the product. Finally. Well, probably I can give you two more. The, the text also tells us about the privilege of the journey. No, when I'm a bright student. So you can tell me easy, 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 easy. What was the privilege of that journey? Jeez, I'm a light sister. Yeah, what's your name? You should have up here, sir. You should have. No, what's it? What's it? The, the, the privilege of the journey. 
it's, it's traveling with Jesus. The privilege of the journey is that when all hell I break loose with whatever the problem is, Rev, is that you're walking through this with Jesus. The privilege of the journey is not how much assurance and security you have in your bank account and how big your money is. The privilege of the journey is not even just wife and husband. The privilege, privilege of the journey is not just both children or a job. The privilege of the journey is walking through this storm with Jesus. Because you see, if you have all of them other things there, and I have Jesus, I walk with you through this time. The privilege of the journey is traveling with Jesus. Because he promises never to leave us, nor to forsake us. And this is one of the lies that the storm, that will come. The voice, listen to it, you know. When, when the voice, I say, you see it there by your own. Note this, even though we might feel lonely, we are never alone. Because he promises never to leave us nor to forsake us. The storm is speaking. Be careful. Let me just jump to the last one. I will close. So look at the privilege of the journey. I want us to look at one last thing. The purpose of the journey. So what? So we'll go through all this drama. We'll go through all this, this, this turmoil in this stuff. This, this that I'm facing and I've been in this situation for so long, sister. What is the purpose of the journey? Let us look at the text. If you notice, the text tells us, the last verse of the text, the text tells us that when Jesus got up and went over and said, Peace, be still. Oh, by the way, a couple of verses we read earlier said that they were afraid, don't it? Now that the verse, eh? But if you notice this last verse, it says, and, and, and they feared exceedingly. And said one to another, What manner of a man is this? No, we could go Jamaican again. Them say, when they saw what Jesus did, them say, oh, What kind of man is this? Them are touch one. What kind of man is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. What? I want you to notice something. Even though they were fearful of the storm. They were more fearful of the storm stopper. <laughs> you see, the story, the story is not so much about the storm, you know. What is the purpose? The purpose of this story is to tell us something about the storm stopper. Because for years they were walking with Jesus, having Jesus as them little buddy buddy, as them little pal, as them little friend, not knowing who Jesus Christ really is. And the purpose of this storm was so that they might come to realize that Jesus is more than just a little pal. Jesus is more than a little friend. Jesus Christ is the awesome king of glory. The one who speaks and it is done. Jesus wanted them to come to, to, to get a new glimpse of who he really is. That was the purpose of the storm. I'm going to share this last point with you. Jesus said to them, 
We're going over to the other side. It reminds me of a true story I heard about with a little boy who was on a plane. And this plane seemingly got into a section. I don't know if some pockets are here and it was, I don't know what was happening. Shaking. Persons were screaming and becoming fearful. When they came through that patch, uh, somebody came over to the child because he was sitting by himself playing on games and stuff. I came over to him and, and said, hey, why were you so calm? And everybody was crying and screaming and we noticed you were just so calm. And the little boy just looked up and said, well, his dad told him that he was taking him to Disney. No, this little boy is three years old, you know. This little boy just tell him, say, my dad said that he was taking me to Disney. And they said, but, but the plane was shaking. Who, who is your dad? And the little boy said, well, the pilot. <laughs> and he told me, that, you see, that little boy might not be bright as you and I, you know. But one thing him knowing a him look ahead is that my my daddy had a pilot and him tell me say me going over and if him say so you have a father who is greater than his dad and he says to you and to me we're going over you can have peace in the storm. You don't have to go to pieces because you have the Prince of Peace. Bless God. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know if you're going through a storm. Right now, I think a, a couple of months ago, right? I shared with you just a little thing from this story. It always fascinates me, Pastor. You know, you know what is so awesome about this? Is that when they got to the other side, they met a boy who was demon-possessed. And it, you see, you had to go through the storm. Because there are people on the other side... That needs to be delivered. So as soon as they came up. The, the next chapter. Chapter 15. Begins with the story. Of the demon possessed man. Who had to be delivered. So the, the storm stopper. Delivered them. So that. They can get to the other side. Because people need to be delivered. And that's why you need to survive your storm. You need to get through the storm. Because there are people. On the other side, that needs deliverance. So I don't know what storm you're going through. You can be like the disciples and panic. Or you can be like Jesus and be at peace in the storm. I know sometimes life feels unfair. 
you know, you ever feel like, you know, I don't deserve this. I, I, I don't need to be going through this. But isn't it a privilege to know that whatever you're going through, you're going through it with Jesus. Amen? That whatever you're going through, you're going through it with Jesus. And you're not alone. And so that's the word of encouragement this morning. Guess what? You are not alone. You have the storm stopper with you. He promised to never leave you and never to forsake you. And that really means he will not physically leave you and he will not emotionally abandon you. Let me break that down for you. You know, sometimes people get divorced and when you do the counseling with them, they will tell you that they had divorced the person in their hearts long ago though they were still in the same house living. They were still in the marriage but they had emotionally checked out of the marriage. So when the scripture says I'll never leave you nor forsake you what it means he will not physically leave you and he will not emotionally check out on you. He, he will always be there. So I want to pray for you because uh, you may be here this morning and you say, Pastor, you know what? I'm going through a storm. I feel like giving up. I feel like checking out. I feel like quitting. I feel like my cup is full. My boat is full. I feel like I'm drowning. I want to pray for you this morning because I believe that God wants to give you that assurance that though you're in the storm, the storm doesn't have to be in you. And there's a privilege that you have on this journey. There's a promise that you can walk on. And the promise is you will get on the other side. To walk on that word and to live on that word. So if you're here this morning, you say, that, that's me. I am going through a storm. It may be a, a relationship. It may be um, just spiritually. It may be at the workplace. And you need prior. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning as we close. Hallelujah. Listen, in, in Psalm 23, it says this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. See, a key part of that scripture says, though I walk through. Though I walk through. Though I walk through. Though I walk through. It means that I'm going to get to the other side. I'm going to go through this. 
I will fear no evil for God is with me. Come on, just lift your hands with me. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for your promise. We thank you for the word of promise. You said to Peter, come. And he walked according to the promise of that word. You said to the disciples, get in the boat. We're going on the other side. And as they believed in that word, they came to the other side. We stand on your promise this morning. We declare that your promise still stands and great is your faithfulness. For those who are experiencing storms, Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will find peace in the midst of the storm. I thank you that even if the storm doesn't stop, it will not stop them because you are with them and they will make it through. I thank you Lord God that they will get to the other side but not only that but the storm stopper Jesus Christ the king of glory is on their side I pray your shalom nothing missing and nothing lacking Lord as they come out of the storm we thank you that this is just training ground to strengthen our trust in you so that when the testing come we can pass the test listen this is just a confirmation don't know if you remember last week church we said that the whole episode with Elijah was training ground to strengthen his trust in God so that when the test came he would pass the test what if your storm is just your training ground for the test on the other side I want you to just imagine the amount of people on the other side waiting to be delivered you can't afford to give up in the storm because your lives on the other side that needs deliverance. You can't afford to die in the storm. Because there are people on the other side who need deliverance. So your present storm is not just for you. It's for the others on the other side. I know it's tough. But it's still training for the test on the other side so we commit to fully trust in you Lord to trust you with all our hearts and lean not on our own understanding in all our ways may we acknowledge you as you direct our path we thank you for the man of God we thank you for his obedience in allowing you to speak through him. 
May we not just be mere hearers of the word from the man of God this morning. May we be doers also and fulfill all righteousness. We thank you, Lord, and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise that is due your name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands for the Lord this morning. Listen, I think he deserves a little bit better than that. Come on, just put your hands together for him. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to ask you to 